welcome to Christ-Centered Identity. I'm so excited to share this message with you. Please share this with your friends. Get them excited about Jesus because it is all about Jesus. God bless you. Amen. Bless you guys. I'm so glad you guys came. There's a few new folks here. Um, it's awesome that you guys showed up. You guys can have a seat if you'd like. Um, I really believe that, that God is doing something amazing in our youth right now. Um, the last few weeks have just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, and Wednesday nights especially, we've been having literally like, like people are just getting totally blessed, ministered to by God, and, and, and they're being shown something different. I just... I had a testimony this morning from our friend Tristan in the back about how God's just totally like, he's, he can't stop putting worship music on. He can't stop like living a life that's totally sold out for Jesus. And that is exactly my heart. My heart is this, is that you guys understand that you're not just here for a corporate encounter with God, but you have a daily personal encounter with God every day. God wants to walk with you in life. He doesn't want you just to be alone. Have you guys ever felt alone? Felt like, like alone by people or, or, or whatever. But God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. What does that mean? He said he'll never leave you. He's always with you. He's always connected to you. So you never actually have to be alone because God is there. Amen? Amen? Wake up. Amen? <laughs> That's awesome. So the title of my sermon today is called Built by God. And now, now we can build our life and we can build what we want to build in life. But sometimes just our ability to build is, la is lackluster in comparison to God's building, right? We want God to build our life, right? So we, so we live a life, like when we give our life to Jesus, our, our old life passes away and we have a new life in Christ Jesus. And that new life looks like one that's submitted and yielded to God and not to our own personal self. How many guys like to have an opinion? <laughs> Got a few honest people in here. How, how many of you guys think that your opinion is right all the time? <laughs> Everybody else is wrong. I'm always right. Just get used to it, right? So in my, in my family, my wife is generally right. And I'm generally wrong. That's fine. I don't care. I don't need to be right. Yeah? I don't need to be right. I don't, I don't care if I'm right or wrong. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we have peace and love in our marriage and that we're good. That's what matters to me. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me if I'm right or wrong. I, doesn't, it, I, don't, I don't care. I don't have to prove a point. I have nothing to prove. I just, I just want to love. Amen? Good morning. You guys eat your Wheaties this morning? Yeah, it's great. It's great. So how many of you guys want to live a life that God is building something on the inside of you where you become a strong structure or a strong uh, uh, built structure in this world where you have solid foundation underneath you that when life hits, when things get rough, you are solid in who you, who you are. You're not bent left and right by the winds and the waves of the world, but you're actually strong, settled. There's peace in your heart. You don't have to be in anxiety and fear and all that stuff. How many of you guys love being in anxiety? No? How many of you guys love it just, just being in fear all the time? Just being scared. Like, just, like, like I'm just always scared. <gasps> it's not like that. Yeah, no? How, about, how, how many of you guys, when you guys, when your parents say, you take the trash out and it's dark outside, you take the trash out and you, and you start walking back from the trash can to the house and all of a sudden you start getting faster and faster before you know it, you're <laughs> full sprinting to the door because you're scared because you thought you heard something in the bushes and thought it was there, but it really wasn't there, but you just thought you heard it, right? Yeah, so, so some of us live a life of, of 
in that fear. Some of us live a life in that that's being scared of being subject to the things around us, but God wants us to be subject to Him. And what I mean by subject, I mean our hearts, our minds, our thoughts on Him, right? The, the world's going to bring all sorts of things to you. School people in school are going to bring all sorts of things to you. Uh, life is going to bring all sorts of situations and issues that you have to deal with, that you have to face, and, and sometimes facing it seems like it could be rough, but when you, when you yield your heart to God, He, he gives you peace. You guys know that another name for Jesus is the Prince of Peace, right? So when Jesus is, when he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you, when he's next to you, the Prince of Peace, there you go, good job. The, the Prince of yeah, is next to you. So when he's next to you, all you have to have is peace, right? So when, when, when someone comes, like, like, like when, when one of you guys, when Nevaeh comes in the room, let's say Nevaeh walks in the room. Nevaeh has a presence about her because it's the presence of Nevaeh. Everybody say the presence of Nevaeh. <laughs> so, so when Nevaeh comes in the room, now people that are familiar with Nevaeh will know she's in the room. But people that are not familiar with Nevaeh should just be another person, right? But when you know her, all of a sudden you go, oh, that's Nevaeh, right? So what I'm saying is this. When you know God and you know he's in the room and you have a relationship with him, you start to recognize him in the room. You start to recognize him in the situations in your life. You go, oh, God's here. God's doing this. God's doing that. I recognize it. I'm aware of it, right? And so, so how many guys think that, that know that when you are looking at things, you can miss certain, like, details? When you're looking, when you look in a room. How many guys have your parents ever seen you down to go look for something, and you're like, I can't find it anywhere? They go down, they find it. Yeah. So, so you're, you're, it's in the room. It's in the room, you're just not aware of its location, right? And so sometimes that's like God. We're, he's, he's with us all the time, but are you aware that he's in there with you? Are you aware of his presence? Are you aware of who, he's, who he is and what he says, what he's doing in your life? Are you aware of how he's building you up as an individual to, to be that Christian or to be that person that God has formed you and created you, the purpose you to be? Amen? Everybody say, I have a purpose. Say, I have a purpose. And it's Jesus. I have a purpose and it's Jesus do you believe it <laughs> so God only has control over what or who gives him control God does not force himself on anyone a true encounter with him allows us to see the depravity of our soul so that we understand that we have a deep need for Jesus You're like that is a big sentence dude <laughs> what am I saying? I'm saying this. That God's not going to come in and control you. No. No. He's a gentleman. He's going to let you do what you want to do. And then he's going to leave little breadcrumbs, a little trail of his presence in your life. And he's going to give you the opportunity to go, oh, that's God. I, I, I was seeing all this. I was frustrated about all this. I was dealing with all this. All the stuff was going on. I didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I recognize it. Or, or like when you're looking for that item and all of a sudden you lift that one last thing. And it's like, there it is. There it is. So God is showing you through your life lived, through what's going on in your life. He's trying to show you. He's dropping hints. He's dropping uh, uh, things around you to show you his presence is with you. Everybody say God. Okay. Say it with your chest voice. Say God, God. is with me. <laughs> He'll never leave me. Never leave me. Nor forsake me. Nor forsake me. 
He's always with me. I'm never alone. Thank you. That's good. That's good. So, so we, we understand that, that once we have been in a true encounter with God, we're like, whoa. I mean, like, like when you've been encountered by God, a true encounter by God, where you're just like, oh my gosh. You can't stop thinking about it. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's life transforming. Like, like, for example, some of you guys, how many of you guys have grown up going to church? Like you kind of, you go every Sunday, you go on the Wednesday night maybe, you go like, and then maybe your, your parents like read the Bible every once in a while or, or they read it to you or they, they, you guys pray before dinner and you have this idea of God and it's this idea that your parents are teaching you but you don't really have a personal direct encounter, personal relationship. You just understand what it is through what your parents are teaching you. Right? And so some of us can be raised like that in a culture of Christianity, but not have a personal, in-depth relationship with Jesus. And so the goal of Christianity is to have a personal, in-depth relationship with Christ Jesus that you now live your life to represent Christ. Say, say this, say, I no longer, I no longer represent, myself. represent myself. I represent Jesus. I represent That's what we're called to do. Like, well, have you guys seen that the, the, the old bracelet says WWJD, what would Jesus do? Right? So, so okay, those are kind of old school, but it's all good. I think I've heard of it. You think you've heard of it? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay, I'm a boomer, it's not a big deal. And so, so like, these bracelets say WWJD, what would Jesus do? So what is that? It's a reminder, of, it's a reminder of, of living a life yielded to what Jesus would do in every situation. Right? The Bible says to, to walk with God with your mind constantly on Him. Meditate on His Word day and night. So you're meditating on His Word. And if you know, understand that the Word is Christ Jesus, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 14, and the Word became flesh. So the Word, is all, all the Bible is speaking of is Jesus. Everything in the Word points to Jesus. So when you read Scripture, you're actually reading and getting to know Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. That's awesome. So let me let me we've been talking about this idea now. I love what you're saying because this is this is, this is awesome. Listen to this. So I was I was talking a few weeks ago and I was as I was speaking, sometimes when I'm talking, the Lord says something through my my words and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." And it's like a revelation from God. It's an idea from God. And I call it a Holy Ghost download. It's what I call it. You call it what you want. That's what I call it. And so I'm talking, and I said, and I said, what, when God created the world, what did he do? He said, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke it. In order to speak, you use words. When you read the Bible, it's the word of So he's speaking over you to bring transformation, to, to let there be light, right? He's speaking something over you, and it's bringing transformation to you. So his words are creating something in you. you. You get to know who you are in Christ Jesus through the word. And so we have to understand that when we're reading the word, we're not just reading like random words put together. They're actually formed and placed in, in the book so that we can understand who we are in Christ Jesus. And we gain that every day. You take up your, your cross daily and follow Jesus. 
So for, uh, in, uh, in Psalms 127, verses 1 and 2, it says, If God's grace doesn't help the builder, they will labor in vain to build a house. And I'm not talking about a physical house. I'm talking about us as individuals. We're, say, say, I'm the house. Right, so we're talking about us individually, right? And so, if if I'm a builder and I'm building my life, if I'm doing it by myself, I'm doing it in vain. What does that mean? I'm doing it like like it, you just might as well stop because yeah. like it doesn't make sense for you to. It's like it's ridiculous for you to keep doing that, right? And so it says, if God's mercy doesn't protect the city, all the the um, century centires. I don't know what that word is. Will circle in circle in vain. It really is senseless to work so hard from early in the morning to late in the night, toiling to make a living for fear for the fear of not having enough. God can provide for for the ones He loves while they sleep. So what am I saying is this: is that you're we on life are trying to accomplish life. We are trying to accomplish goals. Some of us have big goals. Some of us have smaller goals. Some of us have like, just, I'm just going to give my mediocre goal. Some, some, we have these things we're trying to progress towards, right? And sometimes in progressing towards these goals, we can actually put a lot of pressure on ourselves in performance. And that pressure in performance sometimes causes us to, 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 to retract our, our emotions. We start to get down on ourselves because we're not think, we don't think we're, getting, we're doing enough. So we're living a life of performance. So God doesn't want us to live a life of performance. He wants us to live a life of submission and yielding to His presence. And we do that through reading the Word, understanding the Word, and letting the Word tell us who we are. We, we don't tell the Word who we are. We tell the, let the Word tell us who we are. right? And as we let God define us, we understand that He is building something on the inside of us. I don't have to work hard to be a Christian. Because Christianity is not about works. Christianity is about submission. Christianity is about yielding. Christianity is about saying, yes, God, your will, not my will. My needs are regardless because he says this. He can provide all I need while I sleep. So we see, so like what we think we need, we don't actually need. It's a life of yielding to the Holy Spirit. Lord, lead me, guide me, shape me, put me into different situations and scenarios where I'm, I'm being led by your Holy Spirit and I'm being driven by, by love himself, Jesus. And I'm living a life yielded to God and I'm not trying to perform or outperform myself. Or, like goals are good to have. I like, have goals. But let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and include him in your goals. Because what happens is sometimes we have this achievement mindset that we, we, we actually start to, to eradicate God out of it and say, well, I'm just doing this. But God wants to be included in it. All you do, do it as unto the Lord. And everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. I brush my teeth unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. I take a shower, hallelujah. Right? Unto the Lord. I worship in the shower. I, I don't care how bad I sound. I probably sound like, like uh, Ed Sheeran in the bathroom while I'm taking a shower. Can we ask him if he'll do that, 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't even care. I'm singing unto the Lord. I'm, I'm, uh, everything I do, I drive my car and I worship Jesus. It's amazing. I have the best times in my car. I probably look like a crazy person. And I'm just like, Jesus, freaking out in my car. And people are like, driving by like, whoa, that guy's weird. It's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be weird. It doesn't matter to me. Right? I love Jesus and I want everybody to know and I want it to show in my life lived. Not in my words, but in my life lived. So in Luke, it says this. In Luke chapter 3, verses 4 and 6, it says, As it, is, as it has been written in, the, in, the, in the, the book of Isaiah the prophet, it says, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the path for him. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain shall be laid, made low, and every crooked path shall be straightened. The rough ways will be smooth, and all, the pe- and, and, and all people will see God's salvation. So, so, so Jesus straightens out my path. Jesus makes every obstacle that's in front of me move. See, I put, see what we have a tendency to do is, is because we're trying to control the situation. We're trying to manipulate it in the way we think we should do it. As we're trying to do that, we're making more obstacles for ourselves to get over. Instead of yielding to God's leading in His Holy Spirit, moving through us and saying, God, give me the wisdom to do what you want me to do because your ways are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts, so I might as well give my ways and my thoughts to you who created the whole what? Universe. Who created who? Everybody take your finger, point at your face, and say me. He, say, say, he created me. He created you. If He created you, do you think He doesn't know you? If he created you, do you think he doesn't know your emotional status? Do you think he doesn't know the way you think? Do you think he doesn't know every hair on your head, every freckle on your face? From, 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 does he know everything about you? He knows everything about you. And because he knows everything about you, he knows exactly how you're going to react before you do it. I think it's amazing we think we get away with things. We, we go, we, okay, how many guys have done something and your parents don't know about it? Did you get away with it? No. Because God knows what you did. Right? And so, so I love it because it's like you, you, can, you might have that little thing, and I say this all the time, you might have that little thing hidden in the back far end of your closet in, the, in the, the shoes that you never wear, and no one knows about it. It's hidden back in a dark corner that I just keep it in there. And then when no one's around, I go and I grab it, and I pick it up, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my little secret. And God's, God's standing right next to you going, it's not a secret. The Bible says what you do in secret will be shouted from the rooftops. Uh-oh. What does that mean? How many times have you seen somebody have like this major fall in their life where they were, they were a pastor, they were a minister, or they were this or they were that, and they got exposed? Did you see the Adam too where it's like protection for your phone? My credit card number is 046. Yeah, no, God knows everything. He knows your social security number, <laughs> right? He knows you inside and out. You're not getting away with anything, so you might as well stop trying. <laughs> so good. See, the enemy, enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What he wants to do is he wants you to make you think and make you feel, give you a sense of security in, 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 in your behavior of, I'm getting away with it. But you're not. <laughs> no one saw me. Anybody that can get me that can get me grounded, right? Because that's the only punishment that really matters. Or take away my phone. Oh my God, my phone. Been much worse 
right? Take away something that you really like to do, your, your Nintendo Switch or, or your phone or your bike or, 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 or what, or can't go to your friend's house. You cannot go to this friend's house anymore. They are a bad influence, right? Whatever it may be. And I'm, I, I, yeah, I was a kid once. My mom did all this stuff to me, right? I was grounded for like three months one time. It was awful. Oh, I ain't getting into all that right now. <laughs> right? There was one time I decided I was going to, uh, my friend and I were, were camping out in my backyard, and, we're, and I, was a, I was a skateboarder when I was younger. And, and um, oh, don't get it wrong, I can, still, I can still skate. I can still do some tricks. And so, so like, I was skateboarding when I was younger, and we were sleeping outside. We're like, hey, let's get our skateboard. Let's go to the, over to the school and skate. It's like 3 or 4 in the morning. Like, we grab our skateboards, and we start, we start going over to the school to skate, and we're skating. We're, we're on the step, and I see car lights coming towards the school, and I'm like, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, I, I, I see the window roll down, and I hear my mom, get home. <laughs> I said, how many of you guys ever been caught red-handed, like you're right in the middle doing something bad, and your mom's like, bam, you're like, ah. <laughs> you can't say nothing, you're caught, it's, you're, it, I mean, the gig is up, like, you, yep, I did it, right? And so I get home, and my mom is, and she's, she's like, you know how I found you? I was like, no. She said, the Holy Spirit told me exactly where you were. You can't get away with nothing, so stop it. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> right? And so then I got grounded for that. That was not good. It was not fun. I don't like being grounded. How many of you guys like being grounded? No one? No. Good. So don't, don't do stuff like that, and you won't get grounded, right? And so um, we want to build our house. We want to build our life on Christ Jesus. We want to build our life on the values of God. And we do that by submitting our life to the values. Like, we may have ideas and thoughts, but if our ideas and thoughts don't line up with the Word of God, we have to subject our thoughts, our ideas to God. Because how many of you guys have it all figured out? You know exactly how life works? I mean, I know, I know how to do this. I got this. Like, I, got, like I, I don't need any help from anybody. I am the man. I got this. Right? So some of us can live life like that where we feel like we got it all handled. I don't need any help from anybody until it all falls apart and crumbles in our hands. And then we're like, oh, maybe I need help. Right? And so we want to we yield to the truth of God and allow Him to teach us and show us who we are and what we're doing and how to do it. Right? And so in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 28, it says, Everyone who hears the teaching and applies it to their life um, is compared to a wise man who built their house on unshakable foundation. So when you hear God's word, how many guys listen to your parents, but you don't hear them? Clean your room. Okay, I heard you. You listened, but you didn't hear. Because hearing means doing. Go take the trash out. I heard you, but I'm going to listen to you, but that's, that's about all I got. Right? Or, or, or uh, go outside and pick up the dog mess. That's their job. <laughs> right? So, so you, you, you listened, but you didn't hear. You didn't internalize what was said and then, then apply it to, to your action, to your life. Right? And so, so everyone who hears, so everybody internalizes to, to do, my teachings applies them to their life can be compared to a wise man, right? Who is built on an unshakable foundation. So when the, rain when the rains fell and the floods came with fierce winds beating upon the house, his house, it stood firm because it was on a strong foundation. But everyone who hears 
the teachings and does not apply it to their life is compared to the, everybody say the foolish man. Say, you fool. <laughs> say, you fool. Like, like Mr. T, I pity the fool. No, no one knows what Mr. T is. That's still an old joke. It's okay. So, so we want to build our life on a strong foundation of the Word of God, allowing our life to be sound on the Word of God, on who He says we are. Like when we get off of the Word of God and we start to do our own thing, what happens is this, is our life starts to become kind of shaky. Because God is our anchor in life. God is our the structure, our foundation, who we go to. It's like, it's like the centerpiece of our life. So like in my family, one of the things that we do on a nightly basis when we're home is we have dinner around the table. It's an anchor in our family. And it's where we communicate. It's where we talk about life. It's where we laugh, where we joke. We have debates. We do all sorts of fun stuff at the table. We talk about the newest things that are going on in the world. We talk about our day. We talk about everything that we could talk about as a family. And it's something that we have, we have cherished in our family on, on a nightly basis when we're home. I say when we're home because sometimes in the evening we're out doing stuff. But we make sure that when we're home, we're gathered around. And we love it. On Sunday afternoon, sometimes we'll go get a pizza and we'll just chill them and chill on my big king size, California king size uh, memory foam mattress bed and eat pizza and watch, watch garbage TV. It's amazing. Right? And we just snuggle up the, as a family and just enjoy, enjoy each other's company and, and just, just hang out. This is, this, is how, this is what we do. We gather around something important to us. And I think food's important. Amen. <laughs> so we gather around something important to us. And so, so, so like I, something that's important to me is the Word of God. So I, I, everything that I do, I'm saying that doesn't line up with God's Word, or that, that's God's Word right there. I'm, I'm on that. That's where I'm going for, right? I'm allowing God's Word to teach me, show me, internalize it. And, and, and I, I don't want to be the foolish person. I want to be the wise person. Everybody say, I don't want to be the fool. I want to be wise. Right. So when the so when the foolish man he, he built his house on sand, right? When the rains and when the when the, when it rained and it, and rained and the floods came and the winds and the waves beat upon the house, it collapsed and was swept away. By the time Jesus finished speaking, Jesus was giving this analogy. By the time Jesus w w uh, was finished speaking, the people were dazed and overwhelmed by his teaching. Was he, so he's saying these things and they're like, "Whoa, what a concept! Build my house." my life on something solid right and Jesus is also known as, as the rock the rock of our salvation right so so we build our house on Christ Jesus which is the word of God right and let the let, and then the word became flesh Right, exactly, exactly. You guys seen those things that you're saying? Those little things that like do this like weird. That'll be that'll be your life if if you like don't build yourself on Jesus. No, what am I? Am I saying that life is not going to have obstacles? Am I saying that life is not going to have things that you have to overcome? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is this: is that when you're you, you understand your life is rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus, when those things come at you in life, when those difficulties come, when those situations, those hardships come, you actually don't have to do it on your own. You actually rely on Christ Jesus to fight the battle for you or to give you the wisdom to take the next step. 
So you're not having to do it on your own. You actually, so I mean, sometimes you have issues with your friends. Your one friend is saying this about this friend and this is going on about this thing. And, and you're just like, you're, you're, so maybe they're doing it to you. And so you're feeling overwhelmed and hurt and your, your emotions are all broken up. But what happens if you, instead of finding your value and what your friends think about you, you find your value in what God has already said about you and you know who you are in Christ Jesus. You're immovable. You're like this, like I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves that person. And so I'm just going to love them the way God loves them. I'm going to shine the light of Jesus wherever I go. I'm not going to hurt because of them. I'm going to hurt for them because I want them to know that God loves them. So now you don't have to be offended. Now all you can do is walk in love because that's what we're called to do as believers. In, in 1 Corinthians, uh, it says this, six, chapter, six verses, six, uh, chapter 6, verse 19. It says, Do you not know that your whole bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Everybody say, Holy Spirit lives in me. I say, Holy Spirit lives in me. So it's this, the Holy Spirit resides in you and it's this internal knowing of what God is doing in your life. How many of you guys get ready to do something bad and you get this feeling like, I shouldn't do that? Let's be real. <laughs> Honesty is beautiful, right? How many of you guys are getting ready to do something wrong and it's like, no, don't do that. And you're like, all right, <laughs> right? And so what are you doing when you feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you, you feel the Holy Spirit or that voice saying, don't do this or don't do that or, or, or it's saying to go do something specifically, right? It's, it's saying, go, go say this or go say that. Like I, I, texted, I text people all the time and they're like, man, you have no idea. That, that meant so much to me. I was, I was feeling this. I was feeling that and, and, and in my life right now. And you just totally ministered to, to me. Because you, you, you're obedient to what the Holy Spirit was leading you to do. Right? Like there's times where I'm praying over people and the Lord will show me things about their lives. It's called a word of knowledge. And I get this word of knowledge and I share it with them. And they're like, how did you know that? And I'm like, Jesus, Holy Spirit is in me. He lives there. And he speaks. And I just say what he says in my heart. And then it brings, it brings, it, what it does is this, is like when I say something like that, they know that I don't know them in that way. And they're like, whoa, God must be in this because how would you know that otherwise? Right? So the Holy Spirit wants to use you, each one of you. So I want you guys to understand, we all get the same Holy Spirit. Like, I, like just because I'm an older person, don't laugh at me. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm aged, right? You're not old, though. You look amazing. Oh, thank God. God bless you. <laughs> So, so, so just, just because just because I'm older doesn't mean that I have more Holy Spirit. You guys have just as much Holy Spirit as I do. Do you understand that? You, you have just as much, you have just as much of, of, of everything that God is as I do. Now I have more like life lived and experience in things, but it doesn't mean that I have more Jesus than you. Right? Everybody gets the same amount of Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are, right? Now, now, so everybody say this. Say, I have, I have all of the Holy Spirit. All of the Holy Spirit. I, have I have all of God, all of God. In, my heart. in my heart. Not a little bit. I don't say, I don't got a little God. Just like, was it uh, Incredible uh, Hulk when he was smashing Loki back and forth and he goes, beauty God. <laughs> right? And so, so, so like, I don't have a little God on the inside of me. I have a very, very big God living on the inside of my heart. So when the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, I just look at him and go, <laughs> yeah, you see, see my homie right there? 
<laughs> Leaf. <laughs> when he comes to like bring anxiety to my heart, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm cool. I don't need that. Thank you, Jesus. You're the Prince of Peace. You're giving me peace. When fear comes, no, I don't need that fear. Jesus, thank you so much that, you, that you're already providing for me. You already have a way for me out of this situation. Right? And so I have to count on trust in the Word of God. And I have to understand that because I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, that, that I, get, I live a life. How many guys in your room, how many guys decorate your room? And, and I mean, obviously your parents give you permission to a certain degree. How many guys decorate your room the way you want to decorate it? You move things around the way you want to move. You, you put up, you, you, Mom, I want this kind of blanket. I want this kind of, this kind of thing on my window. I want, this on my, I want this poster of Billie Eilish on my wall. I want, I want this and that. I want, right? I want Transformers. I want whatever. I don't know, right? <laughs> She's like, I don't know what that is. It's all good. So, so I, I, want, I want Conan Gray on, on my wall here. I want, you know, somebody, this is all the things my son likes. So that's all I can really know, know of. <laughs> I don't think they're cool, but he does. But they're all over his wall, right? When, when God moves into your, your life, he wants to decorate your life with who he is. He wants his personality to shine in your life, right? He wants to express himself through, through creativity of who he is on the inside of you in, in your life. And so God, you say, God, I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. Say, I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. Say, I'm a house for God. Say, he's moving in. He's taking over. And I'm giving it to him. <laughs> right? And so he, now you guys are in there together. You're cohabiting this house. Right? And, and he's living on the inside of you. And he's decorating the inside of your, your soul. And he's giving, he's showing his life and light through you. And, and now he's, you understand that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he says, who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. So I'm not my own anymore. I'm actually owned by God. And I'm okay with that. I love that. That means I don't have to stress. I can just relax in Christ Jesus. Everybody say relax. relax. Everybody just say, oh. just relax. Everybody just I'm, say, I'm relaxed. Let's just say, I'm relaxed. Come on. Yeah, just chill. Just relax. You, why? Say, say, I'm not going to stress. Come on, say, I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to stress. There you go. Say, I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. See, we relax in Christ Jesus. We rest in Christ Jesus. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to strive. We don't have to make it work. We don't have to build our life to be perfect and have the, the, the white picket fence in front of our house and the, and the, and the dog and, the, and the, the perfect career and the perfect this and the perfect that. God will lead you into everything that you have. God will lead you into all things. But you have to be willing to yield your heart to Him, yield your mind to Him, yield your, your, your emotions to Him. Emotions are okay, but when emotions take over, they can be destructive. Because emotions can create an offense or a stronghold in your heart. Or when certain people do certain things, you always go this direction, you always respond this way. And so we want to yield to God's leading. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse, verse 5, it says this. It says, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. Say, I'm a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. 
So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stone in the foundation of God's big house. Like, like because we're the body of Christ, each one of us contributes to the, the, the house of God. We contribute to the thing that's built on a solid foundation in Christ Jesus. That it's not, I'm just not just some independent, like, like I do my own thing. I, I'm, I'm like, like I, I have it all figured out. I don't need any help. All I do is just do what I want to do. And, and I don't care about anybody else. There's, there's no one that, that, that should live like that as a believer. We all add to each other. I add to your life. You add to my life. See, what Tristan was, was sharing his testimony with me this morning, and it was adding to me. What was it adding? It was adding this. It was making me feel encouraged. Because God is doing something in his life, and he's recognizing it. He's seeing it. He's like, whoa. I mean, God never left or never forsook me or never went away, but I'm actually seeing it right now. I'm seeing God doing something. I'm seeing like God coming alive on the inside of my heart. I'm feeling it. I'm walking in it. This is amazing. I'm actually recognizing it. I see God doing something amazing. How many of you guys want to notice God when He's doing something? Raise your hand. If you want to notice God, when you're like, I want to see that. I want to recognize that. I want that to be something like, oh, that's God. So here's the thing. You only recognize it when your affections and your heart are aware of it. So how do you do that? You do that like this. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, Spirit. speak. Speak. I want to hear your voice. I want to be led by you. I want to do what you ask me to do. I want to think what you give me to think. Amen. And then as the thoughts come up, you, you yield to it. Say, God, does that align with the Word of God? If it aligns with the Word of God, then it's generally the Holy Spirit. If it doesn't align with the Word of God, then you go, okay, that's not... God, God wouldn't steal from, from the store. <laughs> right? Because stealing is not good. Right? And so, so you, you, you learn to yield to what the Word is saying. You allow that Word to transform you. Amen? Amen. Everybody stand to your feet. Thanks for listening to Christ-Centered Identity. Please share with your friends and have a beautiful day.